Welcome to the RBL podcast aimed to encourage and uplift women of all ages through real stories, testimonies, and experiences in Christ. We'll dive into a variety of different topics pertaining to women, and trust me, no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Mercedes, and if you're ready to be inspired and encouraged, this podcast is for you. Hey, RBL community. Happy New Year and welcome back to another season of the RBL podcast. Have lots in store for the new year and of course excited to see and hear what God does through the ministry as a whole and always hoping and praying that you are all encouraged. Okay, so it's a brand new year and my question through you all is what are some things that you are leaving behind in 2021? And of course, what are some things that you're hoping for God to do this year? Now, it's really good to have just an attitude of expectancy and really just a vision in general for your life, but also to identify areas that stunt our growth in our walk with Christ as well, which is our main topic for today. With that being said, I'd love to welcome our first guest of the year, Miss Javelle Dennis. Thank you so much for having me, Mercedes. No problem. <laughs> so, Happy New Year, even though yes. we're way well into on our the way. year already. <laughs> Um, so first off, Javelle, what is one thing that you think you're looking forward to in this year? This year? Um, this year, I definitely want to focus on my music ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to create um, more songs um, and minister them. You know, uh, f- being fearful is something that hindered me in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, more, more recently, I've overcome that fear. So mm-hmm. I really, really look forward um, to just creating you know music and songs that can minister to those who hear it so look out for that (laughs) (laughs) awesome well you mentioned fears so I'm sure we're going to definitely dive a little bit more into (laughs) that in this episode but before we get into all of that please please share with us who you were before coming to Christ because you know on here I love the testimony so yes oh man where do I even start okay Um, you know, I actually, I grew up in a pretty stable household. My mom Mm -hmm. was a Christian. Um, my dad, he was more of just a free spirit. (laughs) Um, but when I was eight years old, my parents got divorced. Um, prior to getting divorced, you know, in a two parent household, Mm -hmm. things were really good. Um, there was a lot of order. There was a lot of structure. I was in need of nothing. You know, I was a good kid academically never acting out, you know, just, there was no issues really. Mm -hmm. Um, But when my parents had divorced, it really opened me up to another life, almost like a double life because Mm -hmm. I lived and I acted one way at home with my mother, who was the more strict one. Right. Um, But on the weekends, my dad had visitation rights. And even though he had visitation rights, we weren't actually going to my dad's. We we're going to my dad's girlfriend's siblings' house. Oh wow! <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that was my life for many, many years, um, from mm. the age of eight, like right up into my late teens. Um, and so, with that, it introduced me to a lot of things I wouldn't have been exposed to mm-hmm. otherwise. So you name it. Oh, my goodness. It was like, you know, I started getting introduced to like um, smoking weed, drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I started now dating, um, doing like fornication, mm-hmm. started clubbing the crowd that, you know, I had access to now through those things, the friends that I would surround myself with in like sinning Mm -hmm. um they oh god (laughs) it was just a mess right um i just didn't know who i was but you know because in the week we were with my mom it's like i would kind of put that hat off in Mm. the week and when we're with mom it's like okay i'm gonna focus on my academics you know my schooling having good grades having good work ethic so i was really good at juggling these two very different lives, Mm. right? Um, 
but just giving yourself over to sin we know that it'll take you further than you want to go definitely and when these strongholds start to set it's it starts to change who you are Mm -hmm. as much as you try to compartmentalize your life Um, right and so there was definitely a shift in me that was noticeable i just felt very empty i just i started acting out more because i think i was so there was such a void it didn't matter how much I gave myself to these things because I felt, you know, sometimes in sin you feel like you're free. You're free to mm. do whatever you want. Right. There's no one telling you anything is off limits, right? So you feel like you're free, but it's like you don't realize you're in bondage. So as I give myself to more and more and more of these things that I was doing, it's like it just could never satisfy. Right. And that was very frustrating um, for me to still feel empty and to still feel alone despite being surrounded by so many people doing mm-hmm. the same things I was doing. And so, you know, I continued to live like that aimlessly. And like a lot of people at our church, you know, um, I was just walking home one day and someone outreached to me and they asked me, you know, if you were to die today, would you make heaven your home? And right. I was like thinking, how dare you <laughs> ask me that <laughs> intrusive question? But, you know, um, I left that conversation thinking, man, I, I wouldn't make heaven my home because mm. I was an expert level 10 sinner. Like I was too deep, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it really challenged me to be like, wow, like, when I would see people evangelizing and really spending their time and they're so passionate about, you know, just sharing the gospel, the good news. I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, they really have something that I don't have. I realized that they had a joy and a peace that I didn't have that I was longing for. Like, Mm -hmm. I was curious, you know? And so I had eventually come out to church and it's no turning back, man. Just experiencing Jesus Christ, it's better experienced than explained. Yeah. I think when you yeah. get saved, you really understand why people say that. Yeah. And yeah, God's been doing a work. Wow. <laughs> Amen. So how many years has it been? Oh, gosh. So this year, I got saved at a March break concert. So this mm. year is going to be eight years. Eight years. If I'm not wow. Yeah. So time flies. It does, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Wow. And I'm sure, like, looking back, you never would have imagined, like, what life would have been like. No. You know, had you no. made that decision even earlier ahead of time. Right? I know, man. I know. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And yeah. God's good timing. And, you know, um, I was able to experience. It's not like I can say, like, oh, like, I don't know what's on the other side. I know, yes, yes. you know, what it is. And I know it doesn't satisfy. Definitely. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like... God is enough. He's sufficient, man. And there's so much peace and joy just yeah. serving the Lord. And I'm so happy. Best decision I've ever made. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So here you are. Yes. You're safe now. Okay. Yes. All right. So, of course, in the Christian walk, right, there are times where, you know, sometimes you can almost feel stuck. Yes. Right. Like, and I think most of us, if not all of us, have been in those kind of seasons, right, where it's almost like, you want to grow, mm-hmm. right? But there's something holding you back. Yes. Now, in the very beginning of this episode, you mentioned fear, mm-hmm. right? As being one of those things. So let's just dive right into today's topic. What do you think were some of those things that um, kept you stagnant in your growth? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so generally, it was definitely selfishness and comfort. Mm-hmm. Those were two priorities. And I noticed that those were themes that kept me bound and so like for example when we talk about fear the reason why fear would cripple me is Mm -hmm. because it would require me to come out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. right it would require me to come out of my comfort zone especially like when we talk about you know ministering music on a big stage like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is just such a nerve-wracking experience and you know it's an experience that allows pride to step in to be like, I'm not going to get up there and fail in front of all these people. Like, it's just better. You just don't do anything at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and so I would be so focused on myself and how I would appear to others that I would be fear. I would just fear being rejected, fear failing, you know, just fear not being good enough. 
and I just I just wouldn't step out and do what God was clearly pressing on my heart to mm-hmm. do or what God has clearly given me the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so selfishness and comfort. And, you know, even with that as well, it's like God has given us, you know, abilities and talents, you know, and he's given us these gifts not to hoard, right. but to serve others. Right. But because of that, comfort that we so desperately want and because of that selfishness I was willing to hoard that you know what I mean for my own peace sake and so that was super selfish Mm. um other big things though was you know when I initially got saved it's like my education and and my career Mm. so when I had first got saved I was pursuing getting into nursing school I needed some credits to get in um, because I was kind of confused. I took a course prior in social service work. Mm -hmm. And so I needed some courses like, you know, chemistry and biology. And so from the beginning of my Christian walk, I already had budding interests. Mm. Okay. So um, it's like I was pursuing things. So it's like, okay, I need to get into nursing school. So I'm doing all these courses online. That's taking a lot of my time. Right. And it's and it's expedited too. So I'm getting that done. And then it's like, boom, okay, now I'm applying to get into nursing school. That's, a, that's the next stressful process. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in nursing school, you know, to be a registered nurse. That's a four-year program. It's very demanding. You know, it's not easy. And so now I'm in the midst of nursing school, like, okay, now I have to get good grades. I need to stay on on top of everything, all my assignments. I need mm-hmm. to stay on top of clinicals. So it was just like a lot to right. juggle, right? And so now I had like just the budding interest of like just my education and the career that I was pursuing because, you know, just going by the world standard and trying to build a reputation and a name for yourself. These mm-hmm. are the things that we find esteem in. Um in the world you know so it's just like I was chasing that and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we look at these things as very innocent things and we don't realize that they start to play idols um, in our life so I was also doing that and then another thing was you know friendships you know following this theme of you know selfishness Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the things that I gave myself to and my time to were self-serving so in terms of friendships i felt like they could give me a sense of belonging a sense of purpose you know a sense of identity and so these are things that i would almost prioritize over god the comfort of a social circle Mm. you know what i mean so it's just like i'm very content in this like i don't i don't feel the need to do much more i'm already Mm. in the house of god making heaven my home making heaven my home is enough Mm. and you know i'm very comfortable you know being in my circle of friends so it's almost like this safety net that i don't have to go outside of this like you know um so i found a lot of identity in that and then you know just some general mindsets that Mm. i had if i'm honest oh my gosh i'm so embarrassed to say them but you know we're being honest and transparent (laughs) that's right (laughs) um i had just these mentalities that you know with everything that was going on in the church, because I was pursuing my own ambitions and I was so busy being complacent in my social circle and just being on cruise mode, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's like I just had the mentality that, you know, someone else will do it. I, I don't need to do it. Like mm-hmm. anything that needs to be done, someone is going to rise up and do it. Wow. So Javel could be left alone to pursue her own interests. And someone else is going to do it. It's going to get done. And like, oh my gosh, Lord, forgive me. But <laughs> that was that was my mindset. And so I would intentionally, like, av- like I had a very hands-off approach. Like, I would avoid wanting to be a disciple because I felt like I understood what it required. Mm. And seeing other people lay down their lives for the benefit of others, you know, to raise and build them up and just, you know, having to be available, having to be accountable, having to be an example, just having to be poured out. It's just like, I don't have time to do all of that when I'm here trying to build a name for myself and build a career. So it's just like, 
I just had budding interest. There's other things that were a priority to me, unfortunately, at the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, they definitely caused me to be stagnant. God couldn't use that. Right, right. Wow. When do you think you started becoming aware of these things, by the way? You know, it's so funny. Um, Years ago, there was a sermon that um, Pastor had preached. And Mm. somewhere in that sermon, um, I think just a general question was asked like if everyone if everyone in the church was if their christianity was supposed to be like yours what would the church look like Mm. you know what i mean and for some reason that question taunted me like years after hearing it Mm. just thinking like would the church be fruitful would people would, would people be on fire? Would people be discipling? Would people be outreaching? Would people be coming into the church? Right. If people were to take after your Christianity, Javel, what would the church look like? Right? And like I was just like hmm. I didn't I didn't sit with the question too much because it was uncomfortable. Right. Because right. it was building an awareness that Javel, you're unfruitful. Fruit, fruit fruit is not coming from you you know what i mean you're you're very complacent mm. you're very dormant and if everybody was to take on that culture and their christianity right like the king it wouldn't move it wouldn't move um you know because we're all called to function in the body of christ mm. and so for me to have this hands-off approach being complacent and doing absolutely nothing but being saved like how would anything get done right right you know um so that really started to challenge me and build an awareness that something's off with you girl but it wasn't enough to make me change it Mm -hmm. but there was that slight conviction that was nudging me Mm. that "Mm, this is actually not okay yeah but Again, like I had so much going on. Yeah. So, you know, that's a scary place to be in general, right? Like when we're comfortable because naturally we like comfort. Yeah. Like there's not a single person, at least I know of, myself included, that says, man, I really love being uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) said no one ever, (laughs) you know, know. because it's, it's a known place, right? And I think about honestly, even like just a little bit of deviation. I think about even that story of when Jesus called Peter out of the boat, right? This was out of his comfort zone because, okay, who's really going to stand on water? Like, let's be honest, you know, Mm -hmm. but he stood out of that comfort zone and that boat represents our comfort zone where everyone else in that boat was probably like, oh man, Peter, you're crazy. Here he was stepping out, you know, and so much comes from that. So we're going to get into, of course, like, you know, you having that turning point because we definitely want to know, like after, of course, you know, you had the seed planted in you. Yes how long after it took for you know things to start manifesting from that right and actually like seeing a change but the next question for you is why do you really think that these things all the things that you mentioned from relationships to even the selfishness the career why do you think that these things hindered your walk with god because a lot of times people think that again it's not a big deal right Mm -hmm, it's like these are just it's just friendships you know it's just why can't i look after myself Mm -hmm. shouldn't i want a good career and we're not saying you can't have a good career but for you these were things that were causing issues in your growth so why do you think they did yes honestly because it was all about me Hmm. i think depend like especially like you know growing into the christian that i am now i think we realize that Christianity, a lot of it doesn't have to do with us, but it, yeah. it honestly has to do about others. Yeah. It's it's very relational. You know, it's about serving others. It's about, you know, serving in your church, being selfless with your time, being selfless with your resources, your abilities, your finances. Like, yeah. so much of it is to benefit others, you know, and to really build that selflessness. Like, Jesus Christ, his sacrifice, that was selfless. You know what I mean? So for me to want to be a Christian, yet be self-serving, it's like they contradicted one another. And everything I did was self-serving. I Mm. did not want to be poured out. 
I was already filled to the brim with, you mm-hmm. know, what I was doing. Um, and so with it all being about me, it's like it was about my ambitions, my desires, my preferences. And these were all breeding grounds for like complacency and right. comfort and control, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are things that I just happen to find my identity and my comfort in. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I talk about like my friendships and my career and my education, I found a lot of identity, comfort and purpose mm. in these things. And because I found it in these things, I prioritized them. Right. And I realized that I was good at these things. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I'm a good friend and I'm a good employee. I have very good work ethic and I'm a good student. I'm a A student. You know, I prided myself in being good at these things. So mm. when Christianity was introduced it was like for some reason I was okay with being a mediocre Christian or a lukewarm Christian because I felt like you know just the promise of just or the ability to make heaven my home Mm -hmm. I felt like okay well I'm saved so that's something that I could look forward to Mm-hmm. But all that work that had to be done to have an impactful Christian life, I wasn't interested in. Mm. I wasn't interested in. Um, and so, yeah, I just didn't make myself available for what God was doing. And, you know, while I was tending to all my friendships and my work and my schooling, it's like I just I was I was unavailable. I was I was pretty checked out. Right. And. I thought to myself, you know, like kind of going back to what you said about, you know, everybody wants to be in this comfortable place, but your comfort zone is a dangerous place. It's Mm -hmm. like I recognize that. So I was uninterested in being uncomfortable ministering. I was uninterested in being stretched Mm -hmm. and accountable in discipleship. I was, you know, I was uninterested in being more time constrained to be more available. Mm. So just let me be good at what I'm good at. <laughs> and, you know, just let me do my own thing. That's an expectation I had um, from God. And mm-hmm. it's like at the time I didn't realize that these were the very circumstances that I needed to challenge me, to keep me accountable to a meaningful Christian walk. Right. You know, and yeah, I just... When I realized this, I just understood, man, if I continue in this way of thinking, if I continue with my priorities being out of whack, Mm -hmm. God can't use me. Mm -hmm. God can't use me. So, yeah. And, you know, the sad thing is, is that, like, it also robs, like, not only others, but even ourselves, right? In the sense that, like, you're missing out on everything that God has in store for you when we decide to just kind of do our own thing, even after getting saved, right? And I think about the fact that, like, even in the Bible, we see that, like, people's decisions affect generations even to come. So sometimes we think to ourselves, like, oh, like you had mentioned earlier, like, yeah, someone else can do it, you know, whatever. But God has given every single person gifts and talents. And regardless of whether it's similar to another person, there's still a reason for why he's given that to you. And so he expects us to use those talents, right? to use those gifts for the building up of the body. And I sometimes think to myself, imagine what all churches would be like if Mm -hmm. every single person was functioning in the gift and talent that God has given them, you know? But when you don't, it's almost like you're you're now robbing not only yourself, but now you're also robbing the body of Christ. You're also robbing, like, generations to come, right? Um, For people to get saved and stuff. And it's just crazy because I also... (laughs) one of the biggest things I always think about is imagine we get to heaven someday and God just shows you all the things that you could have done had you obeyed had you stepped out of that comfort zone had you laid down your life picked up your cross and follow him just like he's called us to you know and what a regret that would be to know that we missed out on so much that God could have done in our lives because we pursued things that didn't even matter to him yeah that are gonna perish literally yeah you know (laughs) like (laughs) what's the point I know it's pretty backwards it is it is so what would you say then here we come to that point (laughs) 
what would you say was the turning point for you? And yeah, how did you overcome just all these things that you had mentioned? Yes. You know, um, it definitely wasn't like a one and done type of situation or decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like it was more of a two part process. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it started with, you know, God's conviction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are things that we always pray for, you know, God, oh, I want to have a soft heart, you know, right. God, that you could just convict me and speak. To- we always pray for these type of things. <laughs> and then when it starts happening, we try to act surprised, like, whoa, 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 now say what? <laughs> so, you know, God really started to convict and challenge me to rid things that, you know, served as an idol in my life. Mm-hmm. I can articulate that, like understanding that it's an idol now yeah um but you know during the time it's there was just this nudge like just almost like i'm calling you out of this Mm. right and so this would be like it started with friendships and then it went over to careers so let's start at let's go through it how it happened okay so first it started you know um with friendships you know Generally speaking, God was saying, if it consumed my time, if it kept me from God, if it suppressed God's conviction, Mm -hmm. if I found identity and purpose in it outside of him, it's a problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was just a general theme. That's what God was putting on my heart. So, you know, God was really convicting me and making it clear that anything that you passively condone and you don't confront you are also guilty of Mm. some that is something god started to put on my heart i think sometimes in social circles you know your social circle can take on an identity right right and so everyone kind of just feels like they all relate to each other really well we're almost like the same person right right and all of a sudden here comes god with like this almost like a foreign conviction to the group like no, 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 no. Javel, you need to speak up and you need to stop being so passive because I am also going to judge you for it because you don't know how to speak up for what is righteous in my eyes. Mm. And that was very uncomfortable for mm. me. It was different. Like, I just felt like, where is this coming from? You know? Um, and so with that, it was like, there was so much inner turmoil Like, there was just no peace. It was just on my heart. Like, you need to speak up. You need to say something. You need to start standing for something. And so I did. Like, you know, I just, I was like, okay, okay. You know, because it's very specific about what he wanted me to speak out against, whether it be like, you know, action or lifestyle. And so for the first time amongst my friends, like, I started really challenging those around me mm-hmm. you know um now were these friends like within the church or yes. outside the church yes so these were friends in inside the church and um it's it's by no means to say that oh you know like people are not good people but i think sometimes people are not good for you specifically mm. for what god is calling you to mm. you know what i mean so it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's just like become less compatible because of that because Mm -hmm. we are not one person you Mm -hmm. know and i think i had this idea in my mind that everybody has to step on the same foot at the same time Mm -hmm. we're all in this together we have to move forward and it's just like when god's placing things on my heart it's like no 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 no, 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 wait wait like you know um so (laughs) you know so i was like okay so yeah I, i started to really speak up and challenge you know, with that conviction. Hey, RBL community, please remember to follow this podcast and follow us on Instagram to never miss out on any updates. And now back to the episode. There was definitely a pushback and I felt like rejected and shunned. Like, how dare you? Mm. Right. And it was almost like that's not warranted here. And I was getting so frustrated with God because it was it was creating tensions. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I started to feel less relatable and I felt out of place. And I just, I was just so upset with God. Like, God, like, why are you coming and like 
trying to stir up the pot and trying to like, you know, just challenge something that's good, like and and comfortable. Like there's no issues here. Right. And it was just like, no, like you you need to stand for something. You need to say something. And, you know, at that time, God was really challenging me. Are you going to choose relationships or are you going to choose righteousness? Mm. And I was like, mm. I was like, mm. <laughs> when you put it like that, when you put it like that, you know, I'm here looking for like, can't I just have both? <laughs> you know, um, when you put it like that, it's like, obviously, we know the obvious answer. Mm. But it was like, it was easier said than done right right so it's just like yeah yeah god like you know yeah i choose i choose righteousness like you know i choose what you stand for Mm -hmm. and so with that it's like i recognize that it was gonna cost me Mm. um and i really start to feel that but so i felt it almost felt like a wilderness experience i felt very isolated during that time and I felt like like Javel like who do you think you are do you think you're holier than thou like who are you to like I just I like I just felt so alone and you know I had really I hadn't branched out and made myself available to many relationships Mm -hmm. within the church you know I was very content in just my small circle Mm-hmm. So when you start to bring a rift there, mm-hmm. then it's just like, okay, God, then what do I have? You know, mm-hmm. what do I have? Like, if you're going to come disrupt this, what do I have? Right. And God is just like me, right. like mm-hmm. me, you have me, Javel. like, come on. So during that time, I really cling to God. I really was intentional about building a closeness with God because I felt like I took him for granted Mm. and I was prioritizing others over him. Like, you know, to the point where I would ask, like, if you disrupt my friendships, what do I have? Like, and it's just like, wow, Javel, like what? (laughs) Like, girl, you have it backwards. So, you know, I really started to just press into God. I just felt like God is just really all I had, you know? And so during that time, it's like I became more moldable. Right. Mm. I became more moldable just being in my words, studying, praying, because it just brought so much turmoil in me. You know what I mean? I just felt so sad. But it's just like God's like, you're on the right side of the fence. Like, yeah. Find comfort in me. Like what you're doing is the right thing, you know, but it's going to cost you sometimes. And because my Christian walk prior to that um, circumstance was so hands off and it didn't really have to cost me anything. Mm. It was all about what it could give me. It mm. could give me an eternity in heaven and I'm not going to do too much. So it wasn't costing me anything. So mm-hmm. this was the first real thing that I felt like it cost me. Um, so, you know, I just really pressed into God during that time. And God just really started to do a work in me. Like there was a shift mm-hmm. and I was really, really, really happy and excited. Like, wow, like I wasted a lot of time, you know, yeah. I wasted a lot of time. Like, what was I doing? I probably had too much leisure time because <laughs> now all of a sudden here I am like, you know, just really in my word, really in prayer and devotion. And I thought that it would like close me off to other relationships because when I came into church, I was pretty guarded. That's why I never really, I didn't want to stretch myself thin mm-hmm. um, to people. I just, I didn't want to, because I think I'm someone who kind of wears my heart on my sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I just think I love hard generally. So I didn't want to give myself to too many people. I'd rather contain it here. There's less likelihood of getting hurt or mm. disappointed or whatever I thought such an unrealistic expectation yeah. but you know coming out of that and God just really working on me it's just like the love of God I felt so ungrateful for forsaking God mm-hmm. to prioritize others and other things above him and here God was faithful to me by my side still mm-hmm. you know and just that love it's like it's like just naturally that love that God displayed to me, I wanted to display to others. Like, you know, so I started making myself available to more people. And I'm like, oh, wow, something is changing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I started building a lot of relationships. And yeah. during that time, I was very intentional 
about the kind of relationships that I was building as well. Mm. And friendships weren't only self-serving either because I was building relationships that were challenging me, keeping me accountable, helping me to set goals, you know, helping me to be more like God and to do more for God. Mm -hmm. That's on one side, but also building relationships where I could deposit into others. So it's not all about what can you do for me? Yeah. You fill up and then you pour out. Yes. Yeah. And there, there was just this shift happening. So Mercedes, I was just so happy. Everything was bliss. I'm like, Oh God, you are so good. Now I understand why things had to happen the way that they did. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I was I was feeling really good. I was growing, you know, and even we had gone we had a rally that we had attended and I was like, you know, God, I'm laying down fear mm-hmm. and I left that altar and it just wasn't the same. I was just like, Yes, Lord, Dominion. <laughs> so Mercedes, things were going amazing. Okay. Yeah. I was everything was going amazing. Then boom. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> November of last year so 2021 Mm -hmm. i'm in my nursing career and you know at this time i'm working at sunnybrook hospital and i have built a name for myself in the hospital managers know me on different units because i'm trained to work on different units every unit i work on they want me if i go to trauma oh javel we want you here if i go to emergency Mm -hmm. we want you here I got redeployed during the pandemic. I was in a cardiac ICU. Javel, we want you here. You have so much potential. Everyone wanted a piece of me, okay? <laughs> All the managers said, oh, you're Javel. I was really, really, really making a name for myself in yeah. the hospital. And, you know, sometimes in just pursuing just the pride of life, it's just like, yes. Like, I just, I just, I just loved it. I was just relishing in it. Right. You know, and um, so an opportunity came up, you know, after the pandemic to, um, for my hospital to send me to school um, so that I would work in the ICU. So they were sending me to do a critical care program. They're paying for it, all expenses, wow. clinical internship, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, me? because I had been nursing for under a year and typically for these type of programs, you need more experience. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, look at me. And so now I'm in the program. I'm doing well. This is, this is, this is my element, you know, academically I'm very academically sound, but to get those kind of grades, obviously it costed me something like I needed to give my time to it. I gave a lot of effort to it. And, you know, with that, I was, it was, I was busy. I was busy. So mm-hmm. it went from the season of, oh, God, yes, 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 to, okay, now she's back into something, this next opportunity that is consuming her time, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, it, it was a three-month program, so I wouldn't be in it forever. So I'm looking ahead to the other side to be in an ICU. But Mercedes, <laughs> <laughs> I had two weeks left of the program okay nine shifts Mm -hmm. so we had three big exams like it's a extensive program it's intense okay it's a condensed program three exams hardest things i've ever done in my life i passed all of them okay so the theory part is done i literally have to complete just nine more clinical shifts Mm -hmm. and i remember i had a really hard shift but you know it's it's part of the game you know yeah and I remember going outside for a walk, like just trying to build myself up. Like, I'm going to go back in there. You're going to do this, girl. Come on. And it's like clear as day. God was like, you don't have to do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and, you know, God was prompting me, let it go. Mercedes. Wow. I had nine clinical shifts left okay i'm right there i'm right there right and so i'm going back and forth with i swear if people see me they would think i'm crazy because i'm outside in a pathway okay (laughs) and i'm literally like challenging god like no like you know i am not letting this go i did not come this far to put this down Right. right And so I was just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I was like, no, nah. I was like, 
God wouldn't challenge me to do something so irrational and just wow. so dramatic and radical. Like, come on. Like, I was like, nah, nah, that had to be, that had to be me. That had to be me just being discouraged that the program was hard or something like, you right. know, and it was like, no, like, so I kept praying about it because it just wouldn't leave me. And even with more prayer, the answer was not changing. Like, you need to let this go. And like, I was like, oh my goodness. Like by this time, I know, I know that I know that it's God. At this point, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast because <laughs> oh I goodness. need confirmation. Like this seems so drastic. And how am I going to explain this to the managers? Oh my goodness gracious. Like it was just too much. And it was like, yeah, let it go. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking like, oh God, like. Well, like program, nursing, God, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Specifics, please. You know, and I was just looking for, I was just looking for some type of um, confirmation. And um, I remember pastor had preached a sermon and he, this was, I like, I gave myself a deadline to submit my resignation by I just I was just asking God I need confirmation mm. and of course God rolled the whole time to the last day okay because <laughs> <laughs> this would be the Sunday before I go back into clinicals in the week and that Sunday is when the pastor preached a sermon and in the sermon he was talking about like the rich young ruler mm. and you know just wow you know, you know we want we want to profess our love, you know, for God. And like, of course, I'll obey your commands. I'll serve you. But when it comes to being challenged to give up our possessions, that's, that's where we fumble. That is what I couldn't do, mm. you know? And I seen so much of myself in that. I'm like, wow. I was, I was like, okay, God, there's my confirmation. I know that I have to do this. Let me do it. You know, I sent the resignation. It was like Mercedes, all oh, my days, like, the manager's calling me, Javel, you don't know the potential that you have. How could you try to walk away from this? You're right there. You're te like, and you know what's so funny? The last test that we had done, because the managers, they get to see our grades because they are, their unit pays for yeah. the program for us, right? The unit we go to. I got 100% on the oh, exam because wow. I said, you know what? Because when God was putting that on my heart, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lay back and chill and not do too much, like not go so hard. Girl, I got 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what a way to make this harder. You know what I mean? But she was just challenging me like, no, I'm not going to take this as an answer. Like you need to rethink this. And it was just wow. such a, it was just such a pull and tug. And I just knew she would never understand. She would never of course not. understand. You know, she would never understand. Like it just, you know, and, um, but anyways, I went through with it and, you know, in making that decision to resign. So now at this point I had resigned from the hospital. And during that time, it's like, I realized, you know, God was challenging me to sh show my love for him not only through lip service, but through action. Mm. You know, everybody's all good until you have to sacrifice of something, course, right? Of course. And God was just challenging me, like, you know, like, I need you to deny your will to pursue mine, mm. to pursue me. That's right? what it's about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. It's like, why all of a sudden, like, it just started to cost me everything. So, you know, I laid it down and I, I surrendered yeah. this career that I found so much comfort and security in. Wow. And I was doing well. I found a lot of purpose and identity in it. And it, God was just like, mm -mm, that you're, you're, you're finding these things in the wrong place. Right. right? And that's right. why you're unfruitful in my kingdom. Right. Mm. Because you're not finding that purpose and identity in me. Right. Mm. And, you know realistically it's like i just felt like yo god just give me time i'm almost done but i realized that i would always be pursuing the next big thing that's true even if i got through with the icu program and now i was in the icu i was still going to be looking forward to the next leadership role yeah the next sponsorship opportunity 
the way just a way to move up a better paying job it was always going to be something because i was always chasing my own ambitions Mm -hmm. and god was just like it's not going to (laughs) stop like you know it's not going to stop so it's either you let it go or i'm going to make them let you go like choose you know and um so yeah so i just i just really surrendered that and you know it's like i made an idol out of my career and I really realized that we serve a jealous God. Mm -hmm. We serve a jealous God and he didn't want to compete for my time and my interests and my commitment. Yeah, he shouldn't have to. No. So, and you know, God was just saying like, I don't want you to trust in your own ability or Mm -hmm. lean on your own understanding with what's happening. But, you know, I just need you to surrender. And all I had was his word to stand on. And, you know, now that I had this free schedule, Right. When I when I resigned, I was like, God, if I let it, you made me let this go. So now what am I supposed to do? Right. Right. And God was just like, do everything you said you would do if you had time. Right. I always said, (laughs) I always said since I got saved, I, I was always studying for an exam. I was always working. I was always doing something with this. And so I never had time. So I said, oh, God. If I had time, yeah. I would do this, 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 that. Nope. Right? That's and now all of a sudden, I have time. And it's just like, okay, girl, go do it. Go <laughs> do what you said you were going to do right. um, if you had time. And so, you know, since then, that's exactly <laughs> what I've been doing. I've been giving myself to, you know, my ministry, producing more music, you know, being involved, you know, discipling working with people, opening my home, being hospitable. Everything that I said I would do if wow. I had time is what I'm doing now. And at first, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. It was not easy. Like, it was hard. I threw a lot of tantrums with <laughs> God when I gave that up. And it's just like, come on. Like, what? Like, I don't get it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I just not didn't know how to move forward. What's next? But, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm probably talking so much. But you know what? (laughs) Someone, this is going to speak to somebody. So Mm -hmm. even with that, I was, um, you know, now I'm in this phase. I'm doing it for a while. I'm like, okay, God, okay, what's next? Because what? I'm supposed to just not work? Like, I was like, this doesn't make no sense to me now. (laughs) You know? And so I'm throwing these tantrums with God. Like, no, 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 no. Did I make a mistake? Like, God, like, why is everyone else allowed to work? Why don't, why can't I enjoy good things too? And like, I just felt like God was robbing me. Like, why, why, why? Out of everybody, why me? Right. You know, and it's so funny, very quickly, but I just have to say it because it came full circle. And, you know, um, and I'm saying this, especially after the fast, we just had a three-day fast as a church. And so obviously going into the fast, Mm. I was asking God, you know, I really got, I just, I just need to find rest in you. I just need clarity about how to move forward and whatnot with such a big decision that I've made. I know that I'm in your will. I know I'm doing the right thing, but I just need clarity about why. And I was reading Leviticus and, you know, I was just, I was just trying to pull revelation from something and just allow something to speak to me. You know, and I just remember reading Leviticus and I was just reading about just the year of Jubilee, you know, in those ending chapters. And just this time where, you know, just the people could just really rest from their work. The land could rest. People like could be restored onto the land that was given to them. Debts were forgiven. Slaves were free. Just Mm -hmm. this time of real rest. Right. And it's like when I studied that, it's like, it was like an aha moment. Like, it was so funny. I was sitting there and I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, this is what God was calling me into. Because even when I felt that urgency with God telling me to let it go, like now, like mm-hmm. no delay, almost like a command, like, you know, it's, it's because I recognize that God was calling me into his rest Mm. you need to rest in me you know why you need to rest in me you know why i don't want you to cultivate the land i don't want you to store up i don't want your work 
I want you to rest in me. And it's because when we learn to rest in God and take our hand off the plow, we recognize that it's God that provides. It's not us. Right. You're not self-sufficient. Right? At all. So when you take your hands off and you allow God to work, you could pay reverence to who the real provider is. I love that. I just love that. You know, a lot of times we always think to ourselves, especially in the moment where God's challenging us out of the things that we want to hold on to, right? Yeah. It's almost like, like you said, you had tantrums, here you are outside like a crazy woman, <laughs> like, you know, having an argument with God. Yeah. And now, fast forward, yeah. here you are in a place of peace and you're you're joyful, you yeah. know, and you're flourishing in your ministry as well, right? Exactly. And sometimes it makes me just think this is why we need to take a leap of faith as well, right? Yeah. And just trust God when he's telling us things because truly they're not suggestions. They are commands, yes. right? Yes. And he waits for us to even just obey them. And sometimes he's not going to give us a why. He's just looking for us to obey, right? And to trust him yeah. and stepping out and to be honest, like that is huge because yeah. especially in today's age, right? Like we we prioritize things like career, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Even in the kingdom of God, right? Where it's like, yeah, absolutely not. I am not, especially if you love your career. If you exactly. didn't, it'd probably be like, okay, yeah. whatever, you know? Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yep, that's God. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> but when you love your job yeah. and, you know, opportunities are coming, mm-hmm. it's very easy to think like, yeah, this is definitely God, exactly. right? He's opening up a door. Exactly. But even good things that come our way sometimes can take us away from godly things, exactly. right? So just because it's a, it's seemingly like a good door, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's the door that God wants us to go through, right? Yeah, exactly. And so we won't notice that until we take that leap of faith, right? Yeah. And when you did that, you notice it afterwards. But I imagine if you had it and you're like, yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, God, exactly. no. Exactly, exactly. And no? I think it just really brings just home the point that a lot of the time the promise is on the other side of surrender right and we just can't get ourselves to surrender sometimes yeah and it's just like man if i hadn't just surrendered if i hadn't just sacrificed if i hadn't just laid it down on the altar it's like i wouldn't be on the other side to really understand yes yes. why why god doesn't want to withhold from us yeah you know what i mean he doesn't want to withhold from us so we serve a good god so it's like yeah that's happened and we have to remember that we have to remember that his plans for us are for good yeah right and not for evil yes. like it says in jeremiah right but because we're so tunnel vision mm-hmm. as human beings i was literally having this conversation with some people the other day we're so tunnel vision right and we think to ourselves like we almost know everything yeah right but even the word of god isn't this whole you know um words of just like advice these are commands and when god speaks to us he expects for us to act upon that right and like do what it is that we need to do because he knows best he sees everything right and we only see a small little portion i know the now here i am acting like i know everything like i know what's (laughs) best (laughs) it's crazy but it's i think even in all of that that has happened it's a humbling experience as well right and sometimes that's what god calls us to he humbles us so he can exalt us in where we need to be right like rather than being self-sufficient and exalting ourselves in things that don't matter because they're not gonna matter (laughs) at all you know so that is that is actually so amazing um but my question now for you is just really quickly like if um now that you've overcome everything what's one thing that you would have done differently had you know what you know now um Okay, well, I would have definitely, I would have prioritized God, mm-hmm. his kingdom, his people. Mm-hmm. I would have done that. Instead of trying to squeeze these things into a hectic schedule that I created, Right. I would have put these things first, you know, because I understand that we're called to seek first the kingdom of God. All things will be added onto us. That's true. You don't have to try to figure it out. I was trying to do it backwards, right. the complete reverse. I was trying to build up and have all things added onto me through my own means, through my own might, and then seek the kingdom of God when I felt content that, okay, yeah, I've established what I need to say. Very backward. So I would do it in the order that, you know, God has said. Yeah. (laughs) That's laid out in his word. And, you know, instead of trying to achieve it all, attain it all, 
I would just, you know, really prioritize God and, you know, not complain that, oh God, like, how do you expect me to prioritize your kingdom, but build a life for myself? Like what's left, Mm -hmm. you know, like all my thinking was backward. I would have to reverse everything. I would Mm -hmm. pour into his kingdom first. You know what I mean? I would be edified there first and being built up as a person in that way, everything else that I did and everything else that God had blessed me with, it wouldn't fail. You know what I mean? Because that is something that he could give to me and I could be a good steward of. I just wasn't a good steward of these things because it's like they were getting in the way of my relationship with God, you know? So I didn't know how to balance properly. Um, And yeah, I would just learn how to rest in God, trust him to just lead my steps and to just make a way and be obedient Mm -hmm. right off the bat. When we talk about, you know, just those tugs on my heart, those little promptings in the early stages, it's like I wasn't responsive to that. Mm. What I know now, I would have been responsive. I would have I would have put some thought into that and I would have matched that with some action. So I I didn't have to come to this place. I felt like I had to be humbled in the most extreme way because Mm. I was so stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. So as we bring this to a close then, for those out there who do feel as though they are struggling and, you know, whether it's these areas, yeah. right, or anything, because again, as mentioned earlier on in this episode, right, um, sometimes there are things in our lives that yeah. do hinder our growth, right? And yeah. it's like, we think we're waiting on God, but God's waiting on us, yeah. right? And the minute we lay things down before him, right, like, we are able to experience just the fullness of not only his love, his grace and, you know, his faithfulness and even just experiencing all that he has for us in the kingdom as well. Right. So what piece of advice would you give to those out there that are hindered, especially now that it's a brand new year, right? (laughs) Like it's the beginning of the year. You want to be able to let things go, right? Whatever weight you're holding on to. So What's your piece of advice? Oh my gosh, no, Mercedes. I cannot do one piece, but I'm going to give a few tokens. <laughs> okay, quickly. let's hear it. But the biggest one is obedience is better than comfort. Mm. That is the biggest thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we find comfort in a lot of different things. And for you, it might not have been friendships or a career, whatever that is for you. Those things, if they allow you to be complacent, if they allow you to be stiff and immovable, and God can't move you into a position that aligns with will, it's problematic. Right. So, you know, obedience is better than comfort. Um, you know, don't rob yourself the promise. I think allow yourself to be challenged and positioned by God so that you can experience the fullness of his promise, mm. you know, and find true purpose and his will for your life. Don't try to find purpose and identity and things outside of God. Right. You know, um, just bring it back to God. Um, understanding that anything that, you know, you have to sacrifice in reverence to God is nothing in in comparison to all he wants to give you and do through you. Mm -hmm. Understanding that revelation and, you know, just having godliness with contentment, um, you know, putting God first, obeying him, that is priority. Mm -hmm. Be content, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, that is priority. There is real reward, eternal reward in that and just the last piece is just you know choose and surround yourself with friends that will challenge you challenge you to be more like god challenge you to do more for god keep you accountable you know what i mean just just be very intentional about that making sure that you guys can build up one another you know so i think that these are things that i didn't know and caused me to waste a lot of time in the beginning and I had a real lagged start but now that I know these things I hope that if even one person can yeah. take something from all that I said and I said a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know it would, would help them you yeah. know to really take off right right all right wow that was that was okay <laughs> no thank you so much Cheval. honestly that was 
really amazing yes. and it's just it's great to see i mean i you know we go to the same church yes. so it's it's just really great to see just everything god's doing in your life so far right and yeah, yeah i definitely agree and even in regards to the friendships you know we have an episode on quality friendships yes. you can <laughs> go and listen to that if you haven't already but what a way to start off season two of the rbl podcast i hope you were blessed by this and thank you so much Jabal, for being yes. on here today thank you for having me no problem and of course until next time our real community stay encouraged mm-hmm.